Welcome to the week 12. Hard to believe it's week 12, final week of the regular season edition of the HS Extra Football Pep Talk Podcast. I am Joe Serrera, and I am joined uh, once again by my unindicted co-conspirator, Spencer Turkin. Spencer, good to have you. Thank you, Joe. Always, uh, always a pleasure. This week... Uh, We've got pretty much all of the races in our conferences decided except the Piedmont Triad 4A. That East Forsyth has already clinched at least a tie there, but there's still a bunch of scenarios in that conference based on games Friday night. Before we get to that, want to talk a little bit about some teams that have already wrapped things up. We're going to start with number three, Reedsville. This is a team that uh, is going for an 11-0 regular season. They are home against Carborough on Friday night, and they're not just going for an 11-0 season. Spencer, what else are they going for? Uh, they're going to try and shut out their conference. Yes, that would uh, be the mid-state 2A. And I have indeed picked them to do that. I picked a 52 to nothing win for Reedsville. Uh, that would allow them to score over 300 points and allow none. Yeah, the current, current tally, 262 to zip for Reedsville in the Mid-State 2A. The Rams are very good this year. The Mid-State 2A is really bad this year, and it's... Don't let me down, Jimmy. Don't <laughs> let me down. It's it's not a not a great combination, and not not trying to make fun of or mock the, the other five teams. You know, those kids are playing hard, but it's a real mismatch in that conference. Reedsville is one of the best 2A programs in the state every year. Even in a down year last year, they dominated the conference, and the other teams are struggling. Reedsville, I mean, uh, Cummings and Graham, you know, really struggling this year historically great programs as recently as eight or ten years ago competing for state championships. Carborough was playing for a state title in 2012. Jordan Matthews has been good recently, but they're all down this year, and uh, Reedsville is kind of making them pay for it. Another team going for 11-0, team that's never done this, Eastern Guilford, the Wildcats, number four in our poll, tied for that spot with East Forsyth. Wildcats heading to Rockingham County. Uh, this is a Rockingham County team that is uh, one and nine overall, one and six in the Mid-State 3A, a conference that Eastern Guilford's already won. And just a just an acknowledgement of the great job that Doug Robertson has done in uh, this his fourth year at Eastern Guilford, taking a group of kids that were. 0-10 as JVs when they were freshmen, and they're going for 11-0 to, to instill that kind of belief and confidence in a program that had been struggling. They'd never been unbeaten in the regular season before. The best record is 12-1 when they won a state title in 1981. You know, this is an achievement, and you know it maybe maybe even a bigger achievement than Doug Robertson winning a state title with Reedsville. This is commitment. To the program, and these young men should be commended uh, for the job that they've done, for sticking with it, and for believing in Coach Robertson and his vision, and for the coaches believing in the kids that they had all the pieces. Yeah. And uh, this is a team that doesn't have very, you know, a superstar. They just have a lot of great kids that go out, put their helmet on, and play hard every Friday night. Yeah, and it's it's great to see the, the achievement of that program and how they've turned things around there. Two other schools we want to mention briefly. High Point Christian already finished its regular season. The Cougars only got to play eight games because two teams that they were scheduled to play uh, when weather was an issue forfeited, basically, but they didn't get credit for forfeits. They just didn't play the game. So they're 7-1. and one. They should be 9-1. and one. They are in the NCI SAA Division II playoffs this year. They had been 
in uh, in Division Three last year. They've moved up in classification there. They are going to open at home against North Raleigh Christian at 7 o'clock. Same North Raleigh Christian team that they beat last week to close the regular season. Uh, I don't think that uh, the Cougars are going to be challenged before the state championship game at that level. Again, another, another great season for them. The only blemish on it is a 13-10 loss at Randleman. That was a wild finish and j just another good job by that team and we'll be following them throughout the playoffs. Last team, another high point team we want to talk about. Started slowly, Andrews. John Patterson's first season back at his alma mater coaching the Red Raiders. Uh, they are 4-0 in the Pac-6 2A, heading to Trinity, a team that struggled, likely to go 5-0. They've already wrapped up that conference, 6-4 overall. It took a few games for the players and that new staff to mesh, but they're playing pretty good football. They're a team that, that, that could do something in the 2A playoffs this year. Yeah, yeah, they certainly are. Joe, I just want to know if Coach Patterson can get us conference championship cutoffs but, for, uh, <laughs> to, to commemorate the victory. I know Coach is, uh, is big into his cutoffs. And so, uh, Coach, if you're listening, uh, uh, a couple extra large cutoffs would be much appreciated. Thank you. Yeah, he, he's done a great job of, of adapting what he likes to do to what those kids do well. That's what good coaching is. And first year, conference title, you know, they, they picked up right where they left off, and that, that's great to see. The one conference that isn't decided, the one we want to talk about first before we uh, touch on a uh, game for a second place in another conference, the Piedmont Triad 4A, number four in our poll this week, East Forsyth. They've already, already clinched at least a tie, but the rest of it can get pretty wild. They are home, the Eagles, against number eight, Northwest Guilford on Friday night, and number seven, Glenn, goes to Ragsdale. Pretty wild situation with those teams. Can, can we start just for, for a second with Ragsdale? Tommy Norwood and his bunch of guys. What a job. I mean, this was a team that I wrote in the beginning of the year that they were pretty much left for dead. They they have a legitimate shot of finishing in second place yep. if they take care of business on Friday night. So I just I need to, to give them a shout out because that's that's just a tremendous coaching job from a guy that we know is a great coach, uh, one of the more well respected coaches in the state. And uh, and the kids have turned the corner, we think, and and they should be commended for that as well. Yeah, he's got a very young Tigers team this year. You know, a couple of key guys are seniors, running back Jariah Strait and the quarterback Eric Williams, but uh, Malachi Manus, who's been a really dangerous guy, three kick return touchdowns this year, four rushing touchdowns. He's a guy that they'll do a lot with next season, and very very young on defense, almost all underclassmen. Friday night they face a team that will put some points on the scoreboard in just about every game. That would be the Glenn Bobcats. Uh, they are number seven in our poll this week. Seven and three overall. Three and one in the Piedmont Triad. Four a Ragsdale's two and two in the conference. You know, Glenn is going to score some points, but if Ragsdale can pull this off, they're going to be three and two. Glenn's going to be three and two. So you'll have at least those two teams in that tie. Yeah, it's just so you'll have them, and then uh, do you want to do you want to continue to to the first place or the second place game now? Because it, it can get real interesting here uh, if Northwest were to pull the upset. Yeah, if Northwest beats East Forsyth, then it'll depend on what happens in the Glen Ragsdale game. If Glen were to win that game, you would have four uh, three teams: Northwest, East Forsyth, and Glen at four and one in the conference, and you. 
you would have a draw to see who would be the top seed. All three would get into the playoffs, obviously, but you would have a draw to see who was the number one seed, draw to see who was the number two seed, you know, because they the round robin, each of them would be one and one against the other two. If East wins and Glenn, <laughs> Glenn wins over Ragsdale, then you've got a tie between Northwest and Glenn for second place. Glenn wins the head-to-head tiebreaker by virtue of that wild 47-45 win over Northwest. However, if Ragsdale were to beat Glenn and East beats Northwest Guilford, then you've got three teams at 3-2 and two and another round robin where they, they all would be one and one against the others and you're drawing for second, third, and fourth in the conference. Just just a wild scenario in that conference. Now, more than likely, East Forsyth will take care of business, but yeah, Northwest Guilford, when, it, when it's got all of its pieces, it probably won't have Cameron Cloud on Friday night, but uh, when it's got all of its pieces, they can play some good football, but this is a really good East Forsyth team that's been playing great football since they lost to Page. Yes, and the other part of this is who would have thought that entering conference at Southwest Guilford would be pretty much out of the picture. I mean, this is a team that was 6-0 and heading into conference play. Mm-hmm. And now 0-4 in the conference and facing yep. High Point Central on Friday night that's 3-7 and overall and 0-4 in the conference. And, you know, it's surprising to see High Point Central at 0-4. You know, they, uh, they, they've struggled defensively, clearly, but Larry McLean Jr.'s had a pretty good year at quarterback. You know, Chavis Little is approaching 1,700 yards for the season very quietly. He's probably not going to do this, but uh, if he were to pick up 216 yards rushing against Southwest on – Friday night, he goes over 5,000 for his career. Wow. That's a pretty strong career. I mean, he's been a four-year contributor, but, you know, playing playing big boy football, 4A, and 5,000 yards rushing, even if he doesn't get there. You know, he's had a great career, and, you know, want to, want to tip the cap a little bit to him. But, you know, just just an interesting conference. Not Other than East Forsyth, I don't think this, this is certainly what I expected in the Piedmont Triad 4A this year. No, it's not, and it'll be very interesting to see how things shake out on Friday night. And in the playoffs, you know, you're looking yeah. you're looking at, at three, probably four teams from that conference in the playoffs, depending on whether they go 4A or 4AA, you know, some teams that could be dangerous. Certainly East Forsyth would be. Northwest had a nice run last year. Glenn can score some points. You know, it, it, it could be very interesting. And if Ragsdale were to upset Glenn, that team's going to have some momentum going into the postseason. It's going to be a fun playoff season, that is for sure. We'll have to wait a little bit longer for it. Uh, We will not have uh, the start of the playoffs next week. It will be pushed back a week because uh, the teams in the eastern part of the state struggling with the aftermath of Hurricane Matthew still not being able to get their games in. They're getting that extra week to play some games. But uh, we do have one more game this week that we want to talk about. It is for second place in the Metro 4A. It is number 10 Southeast Guilford at Number two, Dudley. Dudley coming off of the very, very disappointing for the Panthers, 23-22 loss at Page, and at home against a Southeast Guilford team that has basically hasn't been spectacular, but is taking care of business in that conference, beat the teams that it was supposed to beat, lost to Page. Page has clinched the conference, regardless of what the Pirates do Friday night at Southern Alamance. The worst the Pirates could do if, if somehow they were to lose that game would be 4-1, and one, a tie with Dudley, 
and or Southeast, and they would have beaten that team. So they, they are the conference champions. But Southeast at Dudley, what do you see in this one, Spencer? Uh, I see a very physical ball game, like always, between these two. Uh, there's no love lost between uh, between these two teams, and uh, I expect a physical contest. I expect the Panthers to come out on top. Uh, I expect them to show everybody that uh, that last week was not typical Dudley football, and that uh, the Panthers are looking for a W heading into the playoffs, and uh, they're going to go small for a, and they also might have a potential matchup with East Precise. Uh, looming in the wind, and they're going to want all the momentum they can get for what would be uh, arguably the best matchup in the triad come playoff time. Yeah, it, it, it all depends on how that split falls. Dudley is definitely going to be on the smaller side of 4A. East Forsyth has been a 4AA the last few years, but it's going to be really close, and we probably won't know that until the brackets come out. Uh, that will be a couple of weeks hence at this point, but uh, very, very strong teams, Dudley and East Forsyth, Page. You know, we had, we had three teams right there that got to at least the state semifinals last season and very capable, all three of them, of getting back there again. Eastern Guilford is a team that could definitely make a playoff run this year. Uh, you know, they, they certainly have the capability. Reedsville going to be 11-0. and You know, they probably won't get tested again until maybe the third round of the playoffs. So, you know, Jimmy Teague's Rams are going to have to stay mentally sharp and, and you know, focus on, on getting things right in practice because they're probably not going to be challenged for a few rounds. But, uh, you know, always, always a state championship contender. Just a lot of good football still to come, although this is the last week of the regular season. Certainly. That's going to do it for this week's edition of the HS Extra Football Pep Talk Podcast. We thank you, as always, for listening. For all of your high school sports coverage in print, check out the News and Record Daily. Online, our website for high schools is hsextra.com. And you can follow me on Twitter at Joe Serrera NR. And you can follow Spencer, of course. At Turkin35. Thanks again for listening.